You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode number 38 of Living the Dream with Rory O'Malley. If you like the podcast, remember, subscribe, rate, review, repeat. Audition, side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hello, dreamers. We're living the dream. Welcome. Rory O'Malley here, your host on Living the Dream. I am so happy you're joining me this week because I have a very close friend of mine, Mr. Joseph Leo Bwari, who was Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys on Broadway on the national tour in Las Vegas for many, many years. He was so damn good in that part. I got to see him play it many times in, in different theaters, and he was just sensational. And uh, I love that show so much. Um, was able to get to see that show at La Jolla Playhouse in in its pre-Broadway tryout. And from that moment on, I was like, this is such an exciting show. And I knew Joe. And uh, as we discuss on the podcast, I was like, you've got to play Frankie Valley. But I wasn't the only one. Everyone <laughs> told him that he had to play Frankie Valley. And uh, he's such a gifted actor, tremendous singer. But he's also really smart, really well organized, and was always clearly going to be a director, a artistic director, an organizer, a leader. And he has decided to go back to the place where we met, where many of my friends and I uh, had called home for years, Gary Marshall's Falcon Theater. And since our our mentor and good friend Gary passed away last year. The theater is undergoing a lot of changes and it is now going to be called the Gary Marshall Theater and it's becoming a nonprofit. And there's a whole new season uh, that they're doing over there at the, at the theater. And I'm so excited about it. And I'm so proud of Joe for tackling this completely new journey uh, fearlessly. Well, he's probably a little afraid, but he's stepping right through that fear. And it's just another aspect of him living his dream. And I think it's such an exciting moment when an actor decides to do something uncomfortable out of the box and certainly taking on 
the role of artistic director that he's taking on with another friend of ours, Dimitri Toskis, who is a, a director who's directed a lot of plays there. They are doing such a wonderful job. They're opening up Masterclass in a few, few weeks' time. And they're going to do a funny thing happen on the way to the forum, an Edward Albee play, and a Neil Simon play. It's going to be a great season. And I really got my start at this theater. I love the people involved with this place. So I'm going to do everything I can to support it. And I hope that if you are in the Burbank, Toluca Lake area and want to support this wonderful theater that has been so great for the community for so long. Definitely look into getting a subscription. Look into finding a way to be at this theater. They've made so many changes to the inside. They've redesigned things. And it's really exciting, the the uh, the plays and musicals that they're going to be putting on this year. But this is my interview with Joe, who is just, he's a great guy. I'm so excited for him. I'm so impressed with him. And uh, he's had quite the journey to get to where he is, including years and years of starring in Jersey Boys. So please enjoy my interview, my talk with my buddy, Joseph Leo Boari. Yeah, do it. Recording. Yeah, so yeah don't, do it. Don't think but I'm do you being need to, But do you need to be plugged in to, for power? I've got like 68%. Okay. That'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if, we get, if we get close for whatever reason, okay. then I'll turn it off. Turn it off. <gasps> That's um, song. That's the old song. Um, hi, Joseph Leo Boari. Hi, Rory. James. James. O'Malley. James I knew O'Malley. that. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I paused just for dramatic. I know. I know. I'm, I'm so glad that we're talking today for many reasons. Um, but I'm more excited that we're talking where we are seated right now in the back row of Gary Marshall Theater. That's right. In Burbank, California. California. Um Toluca Lake. No, it's well it's Oh, it's it, not. It, it uh we're in the Toluca Times very often. We, I just assume We have been. We have been. It's Toluca Lake and Burbank where they meet. This I is see. this is where they come together. I like to think. Yeah. Right here next to the Bob's Big Boy across the street. That's right. Riverside and Pass. Yeah, sure. That's a big major cross street. Yeah. It's really on Riverside and Rose. Riverside and Rose. Okay. Next to next to Umami Burger. Right. I guess we're going to plug all the local restaurants. Yeah, of course. Priscilla's um, Coffee on the other side. <laughs> Priscilla's great local coffee joint. Um, but we are here because I want to talk. We're going to go in uh, reverse order. Okay. All right. Because I think you know, don't mess up the headline here. You are now artistic director, co-artistic director, working along with this wonderful team here mm-hmm. at the Gary Marshall Theater to make the transition from the Falcon Theater into the Gary Marshall Theater, which it is now officially. It's officially the Gary Marshall Theater. Okay. And for 20 years, it was officially the Falcon Theater. Right. Which Gary Marshall ran and built, actually. This was a used car lot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, part of it was a used car lot. And Gary's production office, his movie production office, was down the street where the post office is on Riverside Drive. And he had his eye on this piece of property and said, we need a live theater in the 818 area code, and I'm going to build it. And so he and Kathleen, his daughter Kathleen, not the Kathleen Kathleen Marshall Marshall from from Broadway, Broadway, Rob Marshall's sister. sister. Kathleen Marshall from Burbank. Right. Actually, Kathleen Marshall from Toluca Lake. They they did grow up in Toluca Lake. Um, I like to say that she's my Kathleen Marshall. Right. Um, I've never worked with the other Kathleen Marshall. 
but I hear that she's awesome. But the weird thing about them is they look like they could be twins. They do. They look Don't a they? lot alike. Don't they? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, when I've had Kathleen Marshall, to look like Kathleen Marshall, sure. come to see me in plays and have her on the list to come backstage, people in the show get all nervous. Yeah. Like, you know, under big director choreographers coming to the show. I know. And I'm like, well, it's not her, but you should be nervous. You should be nervous. This is Charlotte Cutaway from Princess Diaries 1 and 2. Exactly. A star of many of Gary's movies and uh, artistic director here. For its first... She was the producer. Producer. Producer for the 20 years I see. here. Yeah, I Kathleen see. Marshall from Toluca Lake. Really <laughs> Kathleen Marshall La Gambina. Right. Because she is married. Right. Uh, to Doug. To Doug. Should I, should I give away we, all, we should, their, well, we all their personal... Give all, we're going to give away their telephone numbers and social security. <laughs> Stay no, but tuned. Also, Doug has the restaurant across the street from the Pantages. Doug La Gambina. Which is a place I've gone to many, many times already in That's the right. month that we've been there. That's so, an awesome place. Yeah, Doug has a wonderful restaurant. New head chef there. Yeah, so Really good. awesome. Oh, so good. Perfect place to go to before you go to see Hamilton. Wooden Vine across the street from the Pantages. Definitely. I recommend it. And I've heard sponsor this. And I've heard and I've heard that Hamilton's good too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's pretty good. You know, the first uh play, well, big musical that I ever saw was at the Pantages. Really? Yeah, I was a kid. Well, I grew, up, I grew here, up here. Yeah. yeah. Um Starlight Express. That is the most perfect <laughs> play to see for your first time. I wish we could do something with roller skates in the Gary Marshall Theater. Starlight he Express. <laughs> you must confess. Are you real? Yes. Oh no, Starlight Express, Starlight Express. I was going to say, you know it. I saw it. I don't know. Waiting to be found. No, that's all I remember, but that wasn't the right order of the lyrics. No, but it was good, though. Okay. You have a great tone. Thank you. Thank you. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you, you, the first play you saw, you grew up in Los Angeles. What part? Sherman Oaks, California. Sherman Oaks. I love that's it. right. So, everyone in the LA area, Pantages really means a lot to them because that's where all the touring shows came through yeah it's really it's really upped its game ever yeah. since they renovated it and it, they made it's so beautiful there oh the lobby God, the in, inside I, some some lovely usher yelled at me because i was taking a picture of the ceiling and oh, apparently really? you're not allowed to do that oh, i thought you just couldn't take the a theater. picture yeah, yeah well i don't yeah, want yeah. the i don't want to you know no yeah yeah. i wasn't gonna the, i know the, the rules ceiling? no no picture of the set of i course. get that no picture of the set intellectual Correct. property i get it no one wants their set to be photographed but the ceiling that could be, it's a beautiful ceiling. Totally. Oh, it is stunning. Actually, like that is the most beautiful part of the Pantages. At the end of every show, when we're greeting people on stage, friends and family, they turn on the lights and it's like mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. It's so stunning. Mm-hmm. Everything over there is great. I've really enjoyed the staff and just everything about the Pantages. It's so it's cool. It's made me really happy to it's come such back a, to it's, LA. It's so important for Hollywood too, you know, right there on the Walk of Fame. And- yeah. Now the and hotels and the restaurants, it's all just awesome now. Yeah. I mean, when I moved to California, to Los Angeles back in 2003, it did not look like that down there. No. There were no places to There eat. was no Trader Joe's. Yeah. There was no Trader Joe's. <laughs> now it's like Trader Joe's and Equinox and a yeah. fancy hotel and Which Wooden I, Vine. I literally go to all of those things every day now before the show. Equinox, Trader Joe's, and then Wooden Vine. It's, it's, it's great, but there's so many other things. So it's nice to see that the theater community has really made a neighborhood thrive and that, you know, hopefully Hamilton is going to bring a lot of new people and 
to Hollywood and yeah. to Pantages, and they'll keep going to theater. So let's get back, though, oh, yeah. to the Gary Marshall Theater. Yeah. You are, this is a huge undertaking. Yes, it we is. Have, we, we both have a, a, a lot of ties to this theater and to, yes, we do. to this place. It means so much to us. And when we lost our good friend and mentor, Gary Marshall, last year, a year ago in July, mm-hmm. um, it was... It was a scary time, not just because we lost somebody that we really cared about, but because we weren't sure what was going to happen to this building, to mm-hmm. this place that we have so many memories and so much, uh, so much emotions attached to. More emotion than I realized, yeah. actually. Um, and I'm sitting here, like we said, we're in the back row of the Gary Marshall Theater, and I'm staring at Gary's seat right. where he watched all the shows from which is now um upholstered in purple which was his favorite color hmm. and i'm thinking northwestern northwestern um <laughs> i'm thinking about yeah he was our friend he was our family he was our mentor he was our director he was our personal punch-up writer and and the loss is is weird because it's all of those things and then knowing there's a void of the person who even when I was in New York in the show I could call him and say I'm doing this thing and I need to I need a story and right. and he'd just like talk me through so it's a it's an interesting piece of my personal puzzle to be to be missing yeah you know I think a lot of us who were who closely worked with him and you know it, that was the very stage where we did Happy Days the Musical, where the set didn't open and we were trapped in the right. smoke. Yes. Yes, we went through, I think we talked about, well, maybe I talked about it on Christine's podcast. Oh, Christine. I can't remember because we're confusing podcast. But Christine Lakin, who has been a guest on Living the Dream, we talked about. Um, she was Joni to my Chachi. She was Joni. Joe was Chachi. I was Richie. And we were all <laughs> trapped in a giant jukebox <laughs> that was filling up with smoke that was supposed to open up. But the and smoke. It, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't open. open, and we were being gassed. And, and, and the, on the, the stage. song, the song kept going, and and the vamp, and the and it didn't. And then we, and were, we were pounding on the doors, <laughs> let us out! They're gassing the entire teenage population of Milwaukee. <laughs> and we like burst open. That was the beginning of the show, and then yeah. I had to sing the entire opening of Happy Days the Musical. Well, I laughed in the background. You, I danced and laughed. laughed. I just you laughed. all laughed. Everyone was just laughing, and I'm trying Very to keep professional. it together. You're a professional. Well, I had to be. I mean. We had a full theater of of people. What was that we, song? Um, uh, welcome to Wisconsin. Make yourself to home. <laughs> to home. Oh yeah, to, not to. You can't say Paul Williams, our amazing uh, composer, composer, lyricist, lyricist. He was like, it's very important that you say make yourself to home, not to home. Because that's what they say in Wisconsin. He was an expert. I yeah, don't know. apparently he'd, he'd been there. I now he remember. works with Daft Punk. Oh, he's he's, he's everywhere. Incredible. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. He continues to work and and just be an amazing person. Love that man. Um, if but, I had a podcast, I think it would be called <laughs> Tangents <laughs> because Tangents. I don't stay on topic. No, no one does. I mean, that's what what's what it's for is for us to just like talk for an hour. Okay, great. About the old, especially when we know each other as well as you mm-hmm. and I know each other. I mean. Mm-hmm. How are we going to stay on topic? I know I already know everything I'm going to hear from you today. Yeah, maybe you don't. Maybe not. I don't know. I could. You could surprise me. I could give away some um, Gary Marshall Theater undercover 
dirt. Ooh. <laughs> this is really going to up the game of living the dream. Is that some dirt? All right. Um, so let's get back to, though, when it was kind of, you know, trying to figure out what was going to happen with the, with the Falcon Theater. Right. So uh, we had a beautiful um, memorial service for mm-hmm. Gary back in November. And Celebration of life, yeah. Right. And that's when it was announced to everyone that the theater would be renamed the Gary Marshall Theater mm-hmm. and that it would open as a nonprofit. Right, theater. because for the 20 years that it was the Falcon Theater, it was a commercial venture that Gary, as you know, that Gary subsidized. And he, he made sure that the doors stayed open and that people came here and they were laughing and they were crying and they were, they were feeling something and, and learning something and um, experiencing a story of some kind. And again, like, what are we going to do without that person? Right. You know, it takes, it takes so many more people to replace that one right. person. And yeah. What was going to happen as we all, it was uh, November 13th, which is Gary's birthday, that we had the celebration at the beautiful Valley Performing Arts Center um, in Northridge. And that's when Kathleen of Toluca Lake uh, let everyone know that the change was going to happen. We were going to stay open. There would be a transitional period, but, but it, would, it would come back as a legacy a legacy venue, um, and we were going to raise the bar on every aspect of of what this theater stands for and what kind of um, productions happen here and expand upon Gary's philosophies and ideas. Not so much expand upon what the Falcon Theater did, but expand upon what Gary truly loved in in the art world and in live arts and theater um which is why we're opening with masterclass right one of his favorite plays of all time and he and terence mcnally um almost mentored each other because when when gary was working on the film version of frankie and johnny Mm -hmm. which is based on terence's play terence had not ever written a screenplay and that was the same time that Gary was penning Wrong Turn at Lungfish. Right, his Which was play. Gary's play that was uh, in Beautiful Chicago, play. in New York, and in L.A. Um, and they sort of cross-referenced each other's work and, and were like advisors to each other on Gary saying, here's what you do on this part of the screenplay, Terrence. And Terrence saying, Gary, here's what you do in this transition of this stage play. Right. So Gary's love for Terrence, for Masterclass, and for opera which you know is one of the apex points of his film Pretty Woman, and it's used in other films that he's done, was was the perfect culmination of what Gary stood for when it when it came to like what he wanted art to be. Right. And the message that the Maria Callas character is teaching her students through the piece of Masterclass very much emulates what Gary's perspective as a mentor was to young artists. Right. Don't settle, keep going, uh, try, do better, do more, don't do one thing, be, you know, all those things that Gary would just say to us oh, all yeah. the time. And, and most importantly, life is more important than show business. Life is more important than show business. Um, and that life informs who you are in your business of right. show, you know? Right. Um, I mean, the list of people that he was a mentor to or that he started careers for is like 
stunning, you know, including Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people attribute their success right. to him. Right. You know, and I, I think we both do for everything that we've gotten to do. I, I know for a fact that the only reason that I get to be on a Broadway stage or any stage at all is because of the home that he gave me here mm-hmm. at, at the Falcon. And he did that. He did that. You know, he, he was a mentor to so many people, but he also had that, you know, innate ability to, and sincerely, for everyone that he crossed paths with, they felt that they were also his one of his best friends. Yeah. And it wasn't phony. No. It was real. Like, yeah. true, true, true. I remember you. I'm invested in you. Right. And, um, yeah, but I mean, you're talking like Ron Howard, his sister Penny, yeah. all the, from, from every avenue that he, that he could find someone. And he would find people in restaurants mm-hmm. and at, at the ball game. Yeah. You, you were, and he says, you, do you, you have a headshot? Yeah. Give it to me, you know? Yeah. Because um, he was constantly, he's just looking at the surroundings and finding who needed to be seen by other people. And then like you're saying, give them a stage, give them a platform. So we're going to do more of that here. We're going to keep opening up the doors to new people that deserve and should have a nice, safe home to be artists. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And what you've already done in such a short period of time, there's, first of all, the season is so great. Mm. What do you've got? Masterclass, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Mm-hmm. And then it's the West Coast premiere of an Edward Albee play called Occupant. Amazing. And then Neil Simon's Laughter on the 23rd Floor. I mean, I, I have to tell you, when I got, first of all, like the artwork and the announcement of, of you guys are doing it right. I know I keep saying that to you, but I'm saying it on the record. It's official now. You're doing it right. <laughs> and I'm, I am so, I know how much work you're putting into this transition. Everyone here, yeah. the, that you are all working so incredibly hard and I am so proud of you guys. Oh, thank you. It's, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. It's a labor of love and a love for Gary, but a love for the community. Yeah. And, and for like the, the live arts, you yeah. know, because we're doing those four massive productions within our subscription series, but there's nights of one-off comedy or a holiday concert. There's the Gary Marshall film series that we're introducing, which is right. all of his films that he directed in chronological order. We're bringing back youth programming and um, just filling the space with community and filling the space with different forms of live art. Right. Yeah. No, it's so exciting. And then just the the new lobby. The new lobby. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> like you've you've already taken the steps to remodel. Would you say that our British. lobby is reminiscent of the Pantages? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a different style. I don't think that that would really fit. Truly. In the Gary Marshall. I think Beatles our entire lobby, building would fit in the lobby of the Pantages. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Um, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. You guys have made some amazing updates that I know a lot of the people who have been loyal subscribers and people who have come to this theater are going to be just blown away when they walk through those doors and, and get to come see Masterclass in this new season. So great job. Thank You're doing you. doing great work. I Thank mean, you. Like, I'm, I'm so, so proud of everything that you guys have done here and I will support it in any way I possibly can. Fantastic. I mean, you know, I've already been showing up here like once a week. I like You're it. Like, oh, Rory's here. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm announced. I'm starting to set up just, a little office for you. Okay, good. Just in the hallway. Good, good. I'll tell you a funny story about an office hallway that you probably don't know about. Okay. 
when I was doing Jersey Boys in Las Vegas, when, uh-huh. when we first went there, right? Um, we were opening the uh, the Palazzo Hotel. Oh. They didn't have enough dressing rooms or something, and so I had a a Rubbermaid rolling three drawers and a chair that they put in a hallway. And I was playing Frankie Valli. Yeah. I was like, how, how'd I end up here? How did this happen? How'd I end up in I a, had more of in a, a hallway. room at the Falcon. Yeah. The Falcon was more yeah. glamorous. That's crazy. Eventually, there was a room for me. Yeah. But until oh, yeah. then, I, I warmed up in the hallway. Well, we're going to get to the uh, Jersey Boys. Oh, should I not have said that? That was totally inappropriate oh, for you to bring that up out of order. Um, no, no. I just I wanted to start with yes. No, you can edit, you can edit that out. I'll, oh, it's out. it's gone. It's already gone. It's gone. I've already done it. Cut it. How dare you? I, I never um, said it. No, but let's go. So you, I remember when we were doing stuff uh, here at the Falcon, and I we always joke about this that we would be on stage. <laughs> you're playing Chachi, and you are under your breath commenting to me like. What we should, what should be done directing wise? What should be done producing wise? What should be done with everything on there? Because you have that kind of brain. You are definitely uh, a leader in that way. Whereas I'm sitting there going, I don't really care. I'm just glad I'm, I'm playing Richie. That's all I can handle. And you are thinking on all the different levels. And you started off with the Marshalls working for them in the office, right? Right. I mean, you came from a place of of organizational uh producing yeah i was actually assisting kathleen right and um doing the children's shows I, yeah then, we were directing, then i started writing yep that was a big part of the children's programming here and then i was made children's theater development and that was when that was a great time of of my life um and that was working with laurie marshall right which is gary's other daughter his right. oldest daughter um and gary would give us notes, but we would be conceiving and creating and writing these original works that he, he had a big hand in and Kathleen, his other daughter would produce. And then Scott, his son, just to not leave him out was working on the films with Gary. So that's why he wasn't on the day to day at the theater. But yeah, my, my original footing here was not on stage here. Yeah. It was definitely behind the scenes and, and in a, um, I don't even know what kind of capacity you'd call it a, a busybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when it, when I first met you, you were the assistant director for Snoopy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I did here was mm-hmm. when I was Charlie Brown and Snoopy mm-hmm. the musical. Mm-hmm. And you were assistant directing mm-hmm. and and then we did the Truby show. Yep, we did. Which the Troubadour Theater Company is a major part Amazing. of uh, uh, just as much as the Falcon. Yep. Uh Amazing. Matt Walker and and Beth Kennedy mm-hmm. and that that whole crew. Uh, we we were so lucky to get to be a part of that theater company. We did shows Definitely. with them, and yeah. They, so Matt was directing Snoopy, right? Matt was directing, and Snoopy. I and I was assisting Matt on that production. And was you was, guys were doing comedy of Aerosmith okay. at the time? Yeah, yeah. And we were doing Snoopy, and I remember we would just do stuff, and then Matt would say things like, "If something goes wrong on stage, point it out and make fun of the other actor." <laughs> and I go, "What? That's not what I learned at Carnegie." Was that Mellon. not Carnegie Mellon? That wasn't in our training. And 
you know, I realized like this guy is coming from a different place of different set of rules on a stage and I love it. Yeah. And then I went to go see you and the cast of Kami of Aerosmith at the Roxy on Sunset Boulevard. That was awesome. We all came and I literally, my mind was blown. I was like, Matt, I will pass out flyers. I will do whatever it is to be a part of this theater company whatever you're doing is the most fun thing I've experienced on a stage in so long, please. And it just so happened that they were doing Santa Claus is coming to Motown that following holiday season. Mm -hmm. And they needed somebody, a young Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. If I've ever been right for a role, it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a young Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, Mm -hmm. uh, Santa Claus is coming to Motown. And that's where we take the claymation show and the music of a catalog, this being Motown. Right. Mashing them, them together. up. We were the mashup before Glee. Exactly. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it was, to me... And you were really funny. Oh. You were really well, funny in that. I, I often say, like, the fact that I got to be in Book of Mormon and and get to play the king in Hamilton, I learned how to be funny on a stage by being a Truby. Yeah. The Trubies taught me how to have confidence and to how to earn a laugh on a stage in a way that I just know I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a real set, certain confidence. But then we we were working with the Trubies, then Gary's doing Happy Days, the musical, developing it or something. He goes, we're doing the Happy Days. Joe, you'll be Chachi, Rory, you'll be Richie, you know. And so we have this experience of putting together that show on the stage for a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of readings, workshops, and then full production. What was your first production? What year do you remember? We always play this game because there were so many there were Fonzies, so many, <laughs> so many different Fonzies, Richies. I think my first time doing it was in the in December of two thousand and four. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, which was yours too, right? Well, I mean, truth be told, I worked scenery in the first one. Nice. That was the first two thousand and one, right? And that was with Marissa. Yes. Marissa uh, Janet Winokur. Yep. From Hairspray. Yep, from Hairspray. But pre-Hairspray. Right. Um, and Paul Vogt was in that. Right. And Camila Marshall. Oh, wow. Um, just a bunch of... Everybody was super talented. And in every incarnation. Yeah. Paul Vogt from Mad TV Pat, and Camila. Well, and also from Hairspray Broadway. Oh, yes, Chicago Broadway. Right, right. And, yes, yes, yes. Um, and everything. Yeah. Um, Camila, who... Hairspray Broadway. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- I, maybe we developed the cast of Hairspray. I guess so. I was in, like, in, they all were in Hairspray. In except days. us. We, we weren't, weren't in it. We weren't in it. Damn it. Didn't make that Where were you, Jerry Mitchell? <laughs> um, so you so you were a part of that. You went from like sets, and then Gary's like, you'll be Chachi. And then we had this wonderful experience of putting that show together. It was so much fun. Um, and then I remember... They were, Jersey Boys had come out. Mm-hmm. I, I I knew Daniel Reichard because mm-hmm. I went to high school with him. Right. And actually, I saw Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, in Jersey Boys. In when La, Jolla. Was at La Jolla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went down, I think, for the last performance at La Jolla, and I was like, this is going to be the biggest hit ever. It was unbelievable. One of the most exciting theater experiences ever. And I remember while you were playing Chachi and you're doing all this falsetto stuff as Chachi, that our music director, Phil, uh, Reno. Phil Reno, he wasn't working on Jersey Boys, right? No. No. But he was like, you have to be Frankie Valley. 
But Carol King oh, Carol was, King was involved? who said it in the lobby. Because oh. remember, Carol King worked on a version of Happy Days before you. Yes. Yeah. Right? You weren't, yes, you no, weren't, yeah, no, you weren't in the, those versions. Sure. Yeah. Um, so Carol King and Paul Williams were working on the music and the lyrics together. And then they didn't end up continuing because Carol had a lot of projects or something. Yeah. So, so Carol King had been working on the, the earlier versions of Happy Days. But she came to the version of Happy Days that you and I were in. Uh-huh. And in the lobby, afterwards, she says to me, you have to be in Jersey Boys. Yeah. It's in La Jolla right now, but you have to be in it. Carol King. Wow. Well, it, but it is, it was absolutely clear to everyone in the world who knew anything about Jersey Boys and knew you that I remember what I was saying to you. You were like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to get an audition or something. And I was like, Joe, you are going to be playing Frankie Valley." You are 100% going to be playing Frankie Valley. It That part is an Olympic event. There are only a few athletes who can play it, and you're one of them. So it's just a matter of finding the right time to place you in that show. You are a soothsayer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was lit. I mean, you have the right look. You have beyond the most perfect voice for that show and such a great voice in general. It was so clear that that was going to be a big part of your career. I mean, like, and it, and it was and pretty it was. quickly. It was. Because, like, right after we did Happy Days, I remember I moved to New York and you booked Jersey Boys. What yeah. was the story on that? It was 2007. Uh-huh. And I went in. They were holding auditions here at the Amundsen. And... I went in, and I had not seen the show. I didn't know anything except I knew who the Four Seasons were, and I knew who Frankie Valli was. But I went in, and I sang Build Me Up Buttercup. That was my audition song. And I thought it went well, and I left, and I was like, okay, good for you, Joe. And then I was walking out of the building, the annex there at the um, Amundsen, And Mary Sugarman, who was casting, uh-huh. he said, Joe, Joe, can you, can you come back for a second? Oh, that's a good sign. It was a good sign. That doesn't happen too often. Nope. Um, and so I went back in and they said, uh, have you seen the show? Have you, do you know the show? No. They said, well, can you come tonight to the show here at the Amundsen? And I said- The show was already at the Amundsen? It was, it oh, was at the Amundsen. No. It was opening at the Amundsen. The tour <sighs> was coming through. And I said, yeah, Sure. And then they said, well, and can you come back tomorrow to meet with this person? And can you come back the next day to do this? And can you come back on Friday to dance with Kelly Devine? Mm. Kelly Devine was assisting Sergio. and Or she maybe was his associate, actually. But I knew Kelly Devine because she choreographed the Aerosmith show that we oh, did at the Roxy. Oh, my God. So, um, flash forward to... I got through all those hoops yeah. and then they said, will you come to New York and come meet Des and do the thing and audition and callbacks. And I did that. And then and I came back to LA and I didn't hear anything for a long time. Actually, it was like, well, it felt like a long time. Yeah. It was, it was, it was probably was like, it was probably like a week or 10 days. Yeah. But I was hearing from other people. Oh, I heard that they're, they're not going to go with me this time. Or did you hear that? So-and-so is going to go back again in and go back again in, go in again. Right. Um, but I hadn't heard anything. And then, yeah. then they, they called and said, Would you, will you come to Vegas and open the Las Vegas company? Wow. And then that was sort of the beginning of a wild, incredible 
virtually nine years of my life. Yeah. Now, so many times people have asked me how I did Book of Mormon for 800 performances or for two years. And I'm like, well, you know, you can't really know until you're in it, like how you do it. I don't know how you... Did Frankie Valley for how many? How many? You nine years of your life? Yeah, there was like a couple on, periods where I wasn't in in between different companies. Yep, and yep. So, between and between uh, Vegas, the first national tour, and New York, um, and we did all of Toronto before the Toronto company happened. Right, but yeah, it's over two thousand performances, and I think I'm still correct in saying that I hold the record for performing at the most times. I mean, I feel like that's got to be true. Like the, that, you were the rock for that role for its entire life. And now know? it's coming back to New York off Broadway. What? It is. I have not heard that. This, see, I told you I'd give you some, some wow. news. This is dirt. This is where you come in. I mean, the, I, I mean, it's, it's dirt if you yeah. want to just know what Playbill.com says. Is it on Playbill? So, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, if you, yeah. If you want to know. I'm not breaking news um, on, on Living Yeah, the it's dream, coming back. That's great. That's off so Broadway. smart. That's so smart. I mean, the thing is, is not that, with me, right? Right. But the show it's is is so strong. It could li- it can last forever. It's so good. I think it, it, you it's know, so good. Needed to move to a new space. That's great. Oh, it's perfection. the The fact that it's a musical, I always say, is kind of secondary because really, it's just a great play that happens to be about guys who sang. Mm-hmm. It's such a good story. Mm-hmm. It's it it's. The feeling that you have walking out of that theater is is you, you're just walking on air. Like it's 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 just it, it it never disappointed me anytime I saw it, and I've got to see you perform at least three, maybe four times. I know you in your were, hometown of Cleveland. Yes, that's right. And you were with Andrew Rannells. Yep, that's the first time I met Andrew. Maybe I didn't even meet him. And that might have first time I that saw was, him perform. That was my first city on tour right. was Cleveland. That's right. And and the review said it couldn't be him singing live. It was too good. Really? I was like, screw you, Cleveland. <laughs> you know, we're not we don't believe things in Cleveland. It takes a lot. Um Andrew Reynolds. Was, that was a really fun time to work with Andrew Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember seeing Andrew and because he was playing Gaudio and that was the part that Daniel Reichert had created, I was like, well, we'll see how this guy does because I was so partial to, yeah. to Daniel. But I was like, wow, he really made it his own. And and you guys were so good together. You had such a great chemistry. Yeah. Um, I was so happy I got to see him perform that because when I met him, when we started workshops for Mormon, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've seen you perform and I know what you are going to bring to this role. Uh, but you were on the road for quite some time. Yeah, I was on the road for almost five years. Wow. I mean, like I've been quote unquote on the road for five months. I did San Francisco for five months and now I'm back home in Los Angeles. So wow. it doesn't really count. It's really rough. I know. It's really rough. I know. But like, it's still, that's why it, why it impresses me because being in San Francisco for five months was not easy in terms of living somewhere that's not your home. It's right. not really where you live. And that had a lot of complications, especially, you know, with family and with, sure. with my husband, of course. How did you manage to get through those five years and stay sane? Well, the did sh- you? The, <laughs> that's a, the first question is, well, you know, the show for, for me, Jersey Boys for anyone who's playing Frankie, right. is... It, 
it's a marathon every night. Yeah. You know, because it's your, you don't leave the stage. Right. Um, and so a lot of my days were gearing up for, my daytime hours were gearing up for how I was going to make it new tonight right. and stay true to what we were supposed to be giving that fresh new audience every night. And the, the thing that I learned was I wasn't so great at that if I was staying in a hotel every city that we went to. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I would stay with people I knew. <laughs> and I would... I, I'm I laughing did. because, you know... <laughs> Because uh, you know, is, yes. you know one you, of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a few. You know a few of them. I know a few. I know um, quite a few. If if basically, if I knew you and you lived in anywhere near the city that right. I was performing in, you were getting a phone call from me, right? And I was moving in for however long I was there, right? And I had my car right. with me on tour, and I would pack it up, and I would drive from city to city, and I would stay with people, and those people would make life so interesting mm-hmm. and life have an element of home that it, it didn't feel so disconnected or that I was, or that I was just, um, you know, um, a show pony. Right. And that the fact that you're waking up in a home instead of a hotel, that alone is Well, just, and the conversation yeah. after the show, when I'd get back, people would wait up, even people that didn't like oh, to stay up God. late, they'd wait up and want to know how, how the, how the show was. Right. And they could also, I could say, yeah, yeah, enough about the show. What'd you do today? And then I could right. talk to people about things that weren't the show. Right. Because you can only live right. the show so many hours of your right. day, every day for and nine can, years. You can go and you can make food for them because you're so, so I did. I made, kitchen, I made food for yes. everybody. Yes. And one of the first places you stayed at, maybe it wasn't the first, but it, you stayed there before. You stayed with my mom in I did. Cleveland. With my mom and my cousin Katie. Who I did. In Cleveland. Uh, in the house that I grew up in. But before that, you stayed in my in-law's house. <laughs> I did. did. You forgot. No, I didn't forget, but I was trying to think of the timeline. So, Is it before? Yeah, yeah. It's no, before. it was before. It's before. Oh, it was before because... Oh, I love that. Indianapolis. You were like, hey... This guy you're dating, he is from Indianapolis, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, we're going to play there. Do you think I could stay at his I mean, I was house? relentless. I was relentless. Like, I didn't even know anybody. I think, and I was like, I please. Think Gerald and I had been dating for like maybe a year. I knew Gerald, yeah. Yeah. But we had been dating for like maybe a year, year and a half. I, I can't even remember. I think I had met his parents once. And then I was going to yeah, go yeah. stay for a month. Like, yeah. Then you're like, I'm, I'm gonna, yelling. I'm yelling. I'm sorry. Fine. Don't worry. But you are like, uh, can I go stay there? I was like, I can ask because I know like they would probably love to like go to the show and and they had like a, a room available. I knew, so I remember we asked Gerald's dad first to be like test the water, see what he thought, and he and he's got this low voice. He goes, "Well, I think I'll talk to Joy, see what she thinks," and he was kind of okay with it. And then my mother in law was like, "What?" We don't even know him. How could we have? <laughs> I don't know if you know this. She was like the one who was like, I do know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can have a stranger in the house, an actor, <laughs> you know? And, but they were like, okay, you know, he can, he can stay with us. And you stayed at the house and my mother-in-law loves you so much now it's like i'm constantly competing with you no, and you're not. joey and you like went and you well were we like, watched gray's anatomy and ate uh-huh. pizza yeah i don't want to give away everything but there was a night where there was a thunderstorm mm-hmm. like i grew up in sherman oaks we don't have thunderstorms like right. they have in right, indianapolis right. sure i 
called my company manager and I said, I am not getting in a car and driving to the theater tonight. There's no way I'll die. That's so LA. I'll die. I can't do it. And I, you know me, I never miss a show. I yeah. do not miss a show. Yeah. But I truly thought I would be struck by lightning. Sure. A tree would fall on me. I would fall into a ravine and a river. I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And so I stayed home and we had pizza and watched Grey's Anatomy. Great. Like, I mean, like episode after episode yeah. after episode no, no. after episode. My mother-in-law, Joy, Gerald's mother, thinks the world of you. Uh, likewise. And has probably seen you perform more times than she's seen me. She saw, I mean, she's seen Jersey Boys many times. Um, she was there for for your last week. Maybe of the shows. Maybe the tickets were easier to get than Hamilton, Rory. Well, not much. <laughs> <laughs> she can get us as many t- Hamilton tickets as she wants. Good. She's my mother. Good. Good. But um, I I I just say it because I I actually think that you showing up to that house and being from my world and being such a good guest and being I think that it gave me. A lot of street cred, street cred, yeah. <laughs> or like they they were a lot more comfortable with an actor, or yeah. like with what I do because yeah. it's so foreign to so many people. Well, and that was a lot of what I would do. I, a lot of the conversations at these different houses I would stay at with, with yeah. people that I knew to, on different degrees, right? Yeah. The fascination with how do you do it? What is it that yeah. you do? And and they pay you to do that. And <laughs> and yeah. And should you have another job just in case? Right. A lot of people are really worried that. I should have gotten some kind of day work, right? You know, while you're there. go back to working at the yeah, Gap yeah. or something. Yeah, um, but yeah, it it is a fascinating thing. I I had I had very good friends that I stayed with, um, parents of very good friends in the Washington D.C. area, and I stayed in Virginia, and I would drive from Virginia to D.C. when we when we played there twice. And there was still concern. Like I had come back two years later and we were doing the show, and it was yeah. great, and it was big, yeah. and everyone was like excited, and they were still concerned. Are you sure that this is a career you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it, it's it's hard to wrap your head around. Oh yeah, when you're not. And I mean, I'm still like, I, I'm, I don't. Am even, I sure? I don't, I don't know. know. No I don't know. Yeah, because people say that, and you're like, maybe they're right. I don't know. What's now I have to do the. Year. Now I have to answer. What is an artistic director? Yeah, yeah. You I'm know? sure. Well, let's get into that because. I, I think that, you know, like what I, what we used to talk about sitting in a booth on that stage right over there mm-hmm. when you were Chachi and I was Richie, and then you went off and you were a Broadway star. You got to do, do Frankie Valley on Broadway for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You were hugely successful in that. And when you came back to Los Angeles after that, you made the choice to, spe- to be an artistic director here at the Gary Marshall Theater. And a lot went into that decision, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about it a few times while you were still debating, debating, and not even knowing exactly that that's what it would be, but like what kind of role you would play yeah. with the, this theater. And I think that it's such a one of the reasons I would love to talk to you right now because I think that is such a unique moment for an actor because many times I've said being an actor is an addiction. You're never going to fully get rid of it. You can't like walk away and be a different profession of any kind and not kind of still have the, uh, the shakes Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. wanting to to get back on Mm -hmm. stage and perform. It's always going to be there. But a lot of times we close ourselves off to other opportunities when they come along because we're so afraid to let go of that, focus of performing on a stage or in any way. How did you approach 
the decision to take on this huge responsibility here? And and what was your final, how did you make your final decision? I mean, it boils down to my heart mm-hmm. and my emotions. Uh, I don't know that in the performing arts, I'll speak for myself, in the performing arts, the live performing arts, I don't think that I've made a lot of decisions with my brain and a rational, this is a rational decision. It's usually, it's usually about the circumstance and uh, I don't know, like the, the feeling behind right. it, you know, <clears throat> I knew, I knew that I had a deep devotion to this very special theater that we're sitting in right now and to the Marshall family and to all the people that extend from that that sort of like center point of of Gary. And I knew that it had been a home for me just as long as Jersey Boys had been a different kind of home for me. And the hardest part about it was trying to understand if I did this, did that mean I was taking myself out of the the race, so to speak, the sure. the performing, the singing solo concerts, or or auditioning for a Broadway show, or or whatever that meant, and so because that was the you know we had a lot of conversations about it. But I had a lot of conversations with other people yeah. too, and but everyone that I relied on, that I trust as as a a guru who knows me, everyone said this is where you belong your decision is is the right decision right, right now. At this juncture in your life, there's no one else that really should be doing this but you. Right. Because I knew all the pieces. You know, I knew the theater. I knew the family. I knew theater. Yeah. And there's a lot of other pieces too, like how to design a lobby. But <laughs> but, but um, it, it wasn't so much of a struggle. It was sort of like the easy decision to make. Right. I don't know that my manager loved that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the... I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if it's the right decision if I was going to go in a different path. You know sure. what I mean? But I think it's the right decision for my personal history, right. my narrative. You right. know that yes, at this point, at this age, with what I've done, this is where I belong. Yeah, because I, I think there's a lot of work to be done here. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be easy, and it has proven that it is not. Yeah, going to be easy. It's incredibly challenging. And and we're just on. about to open the first show, which is Masterclass, and we talked about that, but we're not even into where it gets hectic. Right. We're in the setup stage, and that's hectic. Right. So, And you're directing Forum. I'm directing Forum. Well. I'm directing Forum, and we've had auditions, and we had a record turnout for that, and it's going to be it's going to be a great show. Oh, we yeah. know it's a great show. It is a great show. But it's going to be a great show to shove here. into yeah. this particular yeah. space. Yeah. This is an intimate theater. It's how many seats? 130. 30. And so anything you get to see here, it's it's a it's a great seat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the shows that have been done here have been like one to three cast members, smaller shows. So to have a show of that scale, mm-hmm. it's going to be a huge challenge. It's going to be big. Um, but you are more than ready to take on that challenge. You're also completely right for this job. And I think that for my part, when I, when we were talking about it, it was, when are you ever going to get another opportunity, not only to do something that you're interested in this way, like art, being an artistic director to have this kind of experience, but to do it in a place that means so much to you. Mm-hmm. Like this is, 
no, once in a lifetime. I mean, it is thing. once in a lifetime. <clears throat> and I've been lucky that I have had those situations present themselves to me like Jersey Boys, like like the first time I worked with Gary in yeah. at the end of the nineties there. Um and now this to be on the the ground floor of the inaugural season of the new nonprofit Gary Marshall Theater. Right. I mean, all those words are exciting. Yeah. So you put them all together and it's I don't want to let anybody down. That's you know me. Yeah. I want to make sure that everyone has the best time possible and experiences something, you know, valuable. How do you deal with the fact that like everyone who knows you knows that you are more than well equipped for a job like this, but I'm certain that just as with anything, even when you take on a big acting role and you've done, you've done a bunch of different roles, you're scared because you're like, I have no idea. I know how to do this part. I have no idea how to do this, this, or this. So taking on something that is completely new in many ways, how do you deal with the, the parts of it that you're like, I never even considered that this was a part of this. How do I push my way through it? Well, I learn. I'm learning a lot. The, yeah. the thing that I didn't have the most knowledge in was the cost of everything. Yeah. So we, we kind of ignore that you know, as actors. You don't kind we? of, you kind of, and even as an audience member, you go yeah. and you see a show and you, you think, well, my ticket was expensive, but then you don't even realize that your ticket doesn't even pay for what you're seeing. Right. You know, um, at least in, in midsize regional houses, things like that, you know, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of help to, to make it happen. Yeah. But so I'm learning about the nuts and bolts a little bit more from, the budgeting, yeah. The budgeting and working with a great executive director here, um, Sherry, who who is well versed in that, and it's really a collaboration of creative people, business people, nonprofit people, yeah, people that just come from different specialties and coming together and kind of schooling each other. That's how we're figuring it out. That's how I'm figuring it out. It's like, okay, I know this up until this point. Now you who know it, tell me what I'm missing, and then really really putting my best foot forward right and staying here all day and all night yeah basically living i know here. you're living here <laughs> yeah but i mean that's kind of what it takes especially when this is the first time this theater has done this they've mm-hmm. gone through seasons but mm-hmm. never in this way Mm-mm. and never had so much on their plate you mm-hmm. know of trying to tackle so many huge changes physically in the theater and also artistically and yeah, because we we are doing a full rebrand of the space, what it yeah. looks like, the logo, the marquee that's coming in about three weeks. It'll be a big event. Um, it's going to be really exciting. So if it's on a Monday, you can come. Yeah. You can bring the cast to Hamilton. I don't care if it's on a Monday or not. I'll just show up. Just show up. You know, you have a, the show's over, you know you've got like back. a... Uh, what, like an all-access pass. I know. You know, just know. come whenever you want. I know. There are people around here who, who are... Like, and Gerald's family, too, whenever they want and to Gerald's come. Gerald's family. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's... I, I'm just... I'm so proud of you. I feel like... I'm proud of you. I'm on your podcast. Here you go. This is a big deal, being on Living the Dream. I feel it. <laughs> I wore my best hat. <laughs> you did. I love your hat. Um, I feel like, as I said, you're exactly where you should be you're also exactly where i'm i'm you're where it makes me most proud right now because just knowing that you and the team that is is put in place here to keep gary's legacy going to keep this theater going and 
and keep the the same spirit alive mm-hmm. is just so important to me and to so many people who've worked here and this entire community of Toluca Lake slash Burbank. Huh. Yes, it's so true. <laughs> Toluca Bank. Toluca Bank. That's like an old Hollywood film actress. Yes, Toluca Bank. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like I am the representative for all of us yeah. who feel so strongly about this place, you know? Yeah. Um, and I also feel so strongly that you are in the Pantages right now mm-hmm. doing what you're doing and that you're back in California after you've sort of circled the globe doing all sorts of things and that there are other people who we used to share the stage with 10, 12 years ago right. that are also doing important cultural artistic things in the community that inform and when i say community i don't mean the neighborhood i mean yeah. the community across the internet you sure. know um that we all are still representing what we what we learned here yeah or what we what we were fostered to learn here yeah you know that we are making the family bigger and mm-hmm. i just feel like that's what gary did was he mm-hmm. didn't make a, a play or a movie right he made a family right and that was the greatest lesson I took away from working with him. And I feel like when I bring in, when I take a job or when I'm getting to be around people who I love working with, it's really about creating a bigger family and building on top of what we already have. And that's, you know, another reason why Gerald and I are in Los Angeles is because right. I feel so strongly about the family that was built here and the wonderful people that I met here. So it's all... It's all kind of coming together right now. Isn't it weird? We kind of all went away and then we all came back. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. But, you know, sometimes you get so busy with keeping it all going that you don't get to step away and look at it all and be like, my God, we are all coming back to this place and to this moment for our next part of our journey. Mm -hmm. And we we left here with a lot of big dreams and the fact that we got to accomplish so many of them in New York. I know, Um, right? Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's remarkable. Yeah. It is. Um, Well, you know you're welcome here anytime you want. Well, podcast. You know I don't care if I'm welcome or not. I'm coming. (laughs) Barge right in. You know, and and this theater is going to be a welcome place for anyone. Yeah. Truly. Anyone is is welcome to come here. Yeah. No, and I think that... um, this is going to be a very exciting year because so many new people are going to be coming in and so many of the people who've been so loyal to the to the Falcon are going to come to the Gary Marshall Theater mm-hmm. and just be blown away by, mm-hmm. by what you've done. So mm-hmm. I love you. I really appreciate I love you. all you, the hard work you're doing. I know you're literally going to leave this and go right back into another meeting. You bet your bottom dollar. done. And so I appreciate your time. I thought I'd throw a musical theater reference in Oh, there. I got it. Okay, thanks. I love that. Okay. I love that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Andy. you. Audition side job swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.